Welcome to Mad Cow Talks Politics with your host, the Honorable Bovine. That's me. The only podcast you'll probably hear recorded as I commute from work to home and back again on an almost daily basis. I rant and rave about politics and social issues from a central standpoint from just a regular old working Joe. Hang out after these messages. We'll get into it. Whoop. Well, it is uh, rapidly approaching that time again where we had to go to the go to the good old ballot box and scream into the void and hope something happens about it. There's plenty of people that live in states that are so far away from where they want the want the vote to go that they feel like their vote doesn't really matter. And I always tell those same people, it does matter. Because one way or the other, you're showing how much support one side has. So even within your own state, like you can scare the shit out of, like, say, for instance, I live in Illinois. Every year that it has been anywhere close to a, a Republican getting into the governor's office, the very next following year, there was a lot of good work done in that Democratic governor's office. Although, don't get me wrong, they were all still fucking corrupt as shit. You can scare the shit out of the current administration into actually doing something good for everybody instead of just their constituents by going out there and showing them how tentative and how fragile their job is. Because some people get in these, in blue states or red states, and they're pretty much just there for life. Or until they get arrested. Take your pick. One or the other. But... I will always say, your local elections are your most important elections. We can talk national politics and national issues until we're blue in the face. But in reality, at the end of the freaking day, the things that affect your everyday life are very rarely going to come from the federal government. The vast, vast, vast majority of what affects your everyday life comes from your local government. That's why... A prime example of this is when they overturned Roe versus Wade. There is people in blue states protesting uh, abortion. Like, you're fucking retarded. You still have it. Shut the fuck up. You know? If you really want to protest the lack of somebody else not being able to have it, go to those, those red states and protest there. Otherwise, you're just virtue signaling. You're a dumb shit. Go sit back down. Sorry. That's just the way I feel. So, I want to take this episode, because it's been a while since I made an episode, so I'm just going to, because it's so close to the midterms, I'm going to go on a little rant, okay, about, please remember and understand that the extremes of both parties are not the consensus of both parties, okay? Please understand, there are, yes, there are people that hold Nazi-like-esque views 
that are a part of the right. And yes, there are people that hold Maoist communist views on the left. There are, there are pedophiles on one side and groomers on the other. There are people that want to are full Bible bumpers and want to strip away all, all autonomy to women as a form of nationalizing the um, making abortion illegal like uh, codifying in law um, and then there's the other side that uh, yes they absolutely oh shit 100% some even say want abortion all the way up to 18 <laughs> which is fucking weird uh, but it has been something that I've seen brought up it's really fucking weird. So all of that being said, there are extremes, left and right. There's a bunch of real big idiots out there, retards. Sorry, not going to sugarcoat it. These people on either side that are extreme this, this way, their views are not what is at stake in any election, whether it be nationally or locally. Okay? If you're trying, if you're wholeheartedly trying to uh, understand your candidates, uh, understand, you go by what they say they'll do or what their past record is if they're trying to run for re-election and try to make the best determination of what kind of character they are. I would honestly say, don't even worry about whether or not they're Democrat or Republican. Just look at what they, their policy positions are. And if they match what you're looking for, then there you go. If you go to the ballot box and just vote straight down red or straight down blue and don't even don't even take the time to look and see who you know who's on the ballot for one thing or another, and you end up getting some sap in there that just totally uh screws up an area of life of yours, whether it be increases your property taxes or whatever else, you know, that's kind of on you, you know, kind of got to own that. But don't look at the candidates and think, okay, these, these, these people are evil and these people are the all holy good guys. Cause both sides are shit. Both sides are, have benefits. I really wish and I know it's impossible, but I really do wish there was a a way for a like a third party to come in, you know, like an independent party, especially because there's there's so there's so many good ideas on both sides, but nobody ever wants to bridge that gap. And even if you do bridge that gap, you have to still lean one direction or another. Uh, or else you'll never have a chance to be on any ticket for anything. So, you know, the, the news, both right-wing news and left-wing news, they make all their money, okay, all their money. They, they make all their money off of basically hate clicks and drama. That's what they go off of. So to get the ratings, to get the, to get the clicks... They're going to frame everything they can, the other side does, 
in the most uh, controversial, uh, enraging way possible. This is just something that's... It, it is known, okay? So understand that those extremes are just that. They're extremes. They're less than 1% of the population of that party. I fight with my dad a lot about this because he has this mentality that everybody on the everybody on the uh, on the left every every democrat every moderate every uh, liberal is some psycho cult leader that wants to chop your kid's dick and off or you know whatever else they just he has this mindset like that and I'm like dad you realize all the way up through my life for the most part up until the last few years ago I was considered myself a, a liberal like a classical liberal and none of that stuff I ever wanted and he's like yeah you used to now you're more centrist and I'm like yeah but the basis of what I believe in what I what I think about or, or how I how my mind processes things is you know in rooted in liberalism you know you know respect for private property you know the right you know right to well i wouldn't say right to bear arms isn't there but i mean as far as far as like protecting private property it's implied um you know free speech freedom to do as you want those are all liberal liberal tenants and it's for everybody you know the thing that separated me from the from uh, being a straight Democrat is the fact that the Democrats are like I I personally my my journey from there started with like a contradiction in my own mind you have the Democrats which are supposed to be by the definition of the word uh, democracy um If you democratically elect someone, it's the majority of people that are choosing that person, right? If you democratically uh, elect a or, or a vote on a bill or a vote on a law, it's the majority of people that support that decision. You see that all the way through our government and our electoral process. The problem with it is is it's not true. And the how, well, reason I say it's not true is because the Democratic Party largely supports very niche issues that affect the minority of people. And whereas, don't get me wrong, you need some counterbalance. The right doesn't support anything in the minority. Which is weird, because if you think about it, the Republicans should be named Democrats and the Democrats should be named Republicans. For the reason that the Republic side of our government is the, the only reason that, like, the Civil Rights Movement happened. Uh, like, there's a, there's a lot of different things. What it, the, the Republic is the reason that minority opinion matters. And the reason I say that is because if you had the majority, like think about it back during um, during uh, the civil rights age, right? Uh, when everybody was fighting for that. Think about it back then. Think about how life was. Um, the majority of Americans, you could probably say back then, were pretty racist, you know? Or at the very least, they didn't want 
they didn't want them around. They wanted them segregated off to their own, you know, have them in their own communities. We'll stay in our communities. Everything will be cool. So if it was up to people, right, or even back in the slavery's days, if it was up to the majority vote on certain things, um, slavery wouldn't have ended. The civil rights movement would have never uh, happened. Now, the, re- the reason why is because the, the democratically elected officials in government, okay, they were swayed by words from people like Martha Luther, Luther King Jr. It's like they were swayed by those words. And the republic side of our government is the fact that we're in a representational government. They, the leaders sit there and make laws and they were democratically elected to be there. There, you, there was a Senate in like Rome. There was a Senate in all kinds of different places that weren't that weren't uh, democratically elected. You know, there were just uh, it was just all the lords of the area that everybody that owned land got together, and each one of them was had a plate a seat because they owned a big plot of the country. You know, so they obviously had a say in what what happened in the country. See, we don't do that here. We don't say, well, whoever owns the most gets a seat to see what, you know, to decide what happens. You know, keeps the corruption down. Because, you know, if Elon Musk and, and, uh, oh shit, what's that guy? The guy that owns Amazon. I can't remember his name. Uh, Jeff Bezos. There you go. There you go. If those two were uh, part of the Senate, I mean, granted, I'm not 100% sure what all both their politics are. I imagine Musk is a little bit more uh, center-left, and uh, Bezos is probably more farther-left. But if they were on any kind of Senate, the laws that they would pass would only benefit their own companies and their own estates. And that's largely what happened back when Senates were just comprised of people that that uh, owned land. Because the laws that they passed would primarily just benefit their own territories. So, the fact that instead of having to sway thousands or millions of Americans to democratically, you know, install things like, you know, or, or like um, getting a civil rights legislation gone through, instead of having to sway millions of people all you had to do was sway just a few people that those millions of people voted for. That's the beautiful thing about our, our country. Is that the republic, the, it's a democracy nested inside a republic. So we vote for somebody and those people make up their own minds. Hopefully represent the constituents of their own state or province or area as best as they can. But at the same time, their their minds can be swayed by arguments they hear. And that's how that's how we got to this point. I mean, yes, you know, all the protests, all the demonstrations, all the you know, you know it was it was great thought leaders and great speakers that touched the minds and the hearts of those those people in, in um, Congress and the Senate that actually moved the country forward. You know? I think that's a beautiful thing if it's done correctly. 
you know, doing, uh, but anyway, that was my problem, that was my breakaway, it was, it was the fact that it was like, alright, the party system doesn't make any damn sense, one party, the definition of the party should actually be, uh, for the opposite, it should be flipped, and, you know, people say, well, it was flipped at one point, well, I don't know. I don't know if it was flip, flipped at one point. I really don't. Because the more and more I look into it, it's like there's a real some really old politicians right now. And it's like, you know, Biden's, one of Biden's mentors was uh, a Klan leader for the, uh, for the Ku Klux Klan. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know if they flipped, bro. Maybe, uh... Maybe on the surface they did, but it doesn't seem like they really flipped that much. I mean, back in Clinton's day, they flipped because it used to be the Republicans were kind of in bed with big business. And now the Republicans have like shifted to be of the common person and the Democrats are in bed with big business, which is kind of counterproductive considering they're also for unions, which is uh, big businesses don't like unions. So I don't, I don't know... That's, there's so many contradictions in the whole thing. It just drives me nuts. But I guess digressing all the way back to my original point is it doesn't matter what side of the aisle somebody says that they're on. Go uh, go. Uh, that's the reason I said all this is because it doesn't make any sense. The party system doesn't make any sense. You know, whatever team that you say that you're on. Because, like, I've met some people on the Democratic side that are super fucking racist. Like, the most racist people I've ever met in my entire freaking life. And I met people on the right that were... Well, I can't really say too progressive. But let's just say they had some values. Like, I've met people on the right that you know, didn't like guns, they, like, they didn't shit on anyone for having guns, but they just, they, they were staunchly against guns in their own house, um, like, wouldn't spank their kids, you know, there, there was a lot of things that traditional conservative Republicans would do that they wouldn't do, but they still always voted for Republicans, it was, it was very strange, it was like watching a, uh, on the certain, you're acting like a Democrat, but you're voting Republican all the time, like, I, I don't know where that comes from, but, um, not to say that every Republican whips their kids, that's a whole nother tangent. I've heard, I don't know why it's popped up online lately, but there's been a lot of debates about that crap. And it's like, about whether or not you should spank your kids. And it's like, I don't think every single kid should be spanked. It really depends on the kid. Like if they have autism, you really shouldn't spank them because that's not their fault that they're acting that way. Um, so, I mean, you have to do it on a kid by kid basis. But, like, me personally, I was a rebellious motherfucker until I learned about what pain felt like. And when I get pain felt like from the point of authority in my life, I was like, okay, I'll stop. And I've respected authority. I expect my, I've respected my parents ever since. And if that wouldn't have happened, I probably would have been in jail. Just straight up honest. Because I didn't give a sh- Like, when I was growing up, I still viewed my parents as people that took care of me and they just got in my way you know whatever I wanted to do if they're in my way they're not they're not you know what I mean I loved them but they I didn't see them as an authority figure and then once I got too rambunctious and they started whooping my ass 
oh that changed really quick now it's like I grow I grow up now and it's like I wonder what I would have been like otherwise my brother's the same way but like that's us like my nephews are a little different story you know it's like they both have problems here or there um, pretty sure um, <clears throat> my oldest nephew has uh, ADHD which uh, granted my brother and me probably had a bit growing up but it's exemplified by you know technology because he's just constantly on his phone very tuned out stuck in his head a lot um, but he can critically focus on something that he really loves a lot they used to be called ADD but I don't know I, I don't know what it um, oh, what to do thing is but either way it's like you can punish them for certain things if they do something grossly bad but if it's like you know they're just not listening and stuff like that you know you gotta be more patient you can't whoop them for not paying attention to you know what I mean they can't really help that so anyway I'm on a different tangent holy shit but you know what Y'all know what you sign up for when you listen to me, because half the time I will go on a fucking tirade tangent for an hour, well, half hour straight. I could go longer, but my drive from work to home is not that long. It's only about 45 minutes, so once I get off on the road and start doing my thing, or start driving and everything, get on the highway, that's when I normally hit record. But digressing back again to the whole point. I guess I'm just really pleading for people to not just vote down party lines. Like, please, for God's sakes, for the love of God, actually read what they're, what the laws are that you're voting on. Actually read what the policy positions are that the... That, uh, that uh, your congressmen, or your congressmen, or, or governors, or whoever are actually like uh, what their policy positions are. You know, just just, just do your freaking research. It doesn't take that long, actually. It doesn't. And the amount of stupid mail, like, oh my god, you want to talk about? This is what drives me nuts too. There are so many paper pamphlets I get in the mail about this this candidate or that candidate it's like motherfucker you realize that you're a part of the party that wants like green energy and to save the planet and you're cutting down thousands of trees just to try to push out your propaganda doesn't make much sense bro don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not too crazy into the whole climate change stuff I used to be I do think it's a problem, but I think it's a lot slower of a problem than people laid on for it to be. But still, at the same time, I could recognize a bit of hypocrisy. It's like, hey, you guys are, you guys are uh, always clamoring about the environment, but yet you're destroying it for your political gains. Like, what the hell? But uh, in other news. Uh, I just want to say this before I finish up for the day. Um, I think it's actually hilarious since uh, Elon's been on Twitter. Um, Biden and uh, the White House tweets have been fact-checked a few times. I don't think 
uh, Musk had much to do with it, though, because I think that system was in place for those fact checks to go out um, before uh, Elon took over. But I just think it's funny because it's like it was like three tweets in a row, two from Biden and one from the uh, office of the president of the United States. Uh, Twitter. So th- th- those, like, three of them, and they got fact-checked, and then they all got deleted, like, in a, like a day after they got fact-checked. It's like, hmm. Oh, it's gonna get loud for a second. Oh, maybe not. Oh, that's brilliant. It didn't. They got construction over here, and they make you go half off the road to get around the construction. It's like, um... You know, there's little, those little, like on the side of the road that wake you up if you start falling asleep and you go to the side of the road. Yeah, that's all it was. But I think they ground those away or something. But anyway. Yeah, I just think it's funny as all. There was one, the, the, the one tweet that I remember the, the most vividly was the one about uh, him saying that uh, Social Security benefits have gone up under my administration. And uh, the fact check was basically like, hey, uh, they went up because inflation went up. That was uh, something that I believe it was Nixon put in a provision so that uh, people that were on Social Security didn't start falling behind because of inflation. So the rates would go up because uh, to keep up with inflation. So... Basically, he in his within his own tweet, he was like, "Hey, look at all the inflation that we did." <laughs> After I don't know how many times the man said that, "Oh, there's no inflation. Don't worry about it. It's just a myth." Okay, it's totally why I just picked up two uh, two burritos from Taco Bell and a large drink, and it cost me seventeen dollars. Cheers. I don't know how that works. You know, a couple years ago. What I would have got right now would have been like, I think it was $9 and some change, something like that. Like, yeah, they're big-ass fucking burritos. But it's like the difference between, you know, that's almost double. Well, yeah, that is almost doubling what it is. It's like a couple sh- cents short. That's pretty shitty. It's pretty shitty. And just in case, I got to say this real quick. Uh, inflation when it comes to restaurants and anything that has ingredients uh, for uh, consuming uh, works differently. We cannot stand people sitting there and say, well, inflation's only 11 or 8%. How can, how can your stuff be, your food be doubled? Um, because it's 8% more for uh, every single ingredient that they have to buy in bulk to keep up making that food. So 8% more for every single ingredient increases everything exponentially. It doesn't make everything 8% more at the end of it because, like I said, they're buying in bulk. But anyway, I digress. Oh! Oh! Voting's this Tuesday. 
get out there and do your thing. I will, uh, I'm getting the hell off here because it's, I'm almost home. God, I am really getting on this, this regular schedule of 27 minute and change episodes whenever I do on my way home. This is, this is good. Cruise control for the win because everything is timed down to the second, I guess. Anyway, y'all have a good day. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like my shit, like it. If you don't like it, downvote the shit out of it. And, uh, Remember, it's not my fault. I'm Polish. Moo, <laughs> motherfuckers. Woo!